Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of Spilling the Tea with me, your friend Allison Unplugged. What a beautiful morning I'm having back here in my backyard. I know I'm a little behind on podcasts, but such is life and things happen. I would just say for those of you who really love to tune in every single week, if you ever like, if there's ever a week I miss, just scoot it on back, a scroll through the list of Mindful Mondays and just retouch in, see how you're doing with mindfulness as a whole. There's some just awesome, great tools. I do the same thing for myself. Like I just kind of stroll through the topic. Sometimes I'm like, Ooh, I have not really been being mindful about that. So that's a good way for myself to check in <clears throat> on various topics and things as well. So uh, today might not be the episode for just everyone and anyone. So if you're kind of going through a thing, if life has been a little challenging and a little triggering for you, and you have some undealt with trauma, this episode might not be for you. So toodaloo, go back if you really want to listen and tune into a couple good old school Mindful Monday uh, episodes. Oh, because today's topic is not really light, but I am going to try to keep it fairly quick. Oh, so I recently went on a road trip with my mom up to Iowa to my maternal grandmother's and we dug up some plants and very much in a certain type of way, like said, said goodbye to a certain, a certain era. Of, of our lives. You know, I'm sure for my mom, it had to be a very, a very bittersweet trip. And I do know that she'll be going back up there, but that was probably maybe one of the last nights that we'll stay in grandma's house and walk, walk her yard so leisurely. And, you know, it was a beautiful time, but <clears throat> I will say I learned a good handful of stories and things that either I had maybe never been told or chose not to remember because they were not necessarily pleasant stories. I, now all the fun stories, I definitely had heard a good handful of them, remembered most, maybe heard a new detail or two that I did not know prior. But the dark stories were never really shared maybe to the extent that my mom shared them this this time. And one, you know, of course, maybe I was a child prior, but y'all, I am 40-ish. I've been an adult for (laughs) for a while now. But I think it's just something that it's because we don't talk about the monsters or the dark times or the struggles really as a family. I think there's a lot of things like we keep in the dark And then I've got another side of the family that likes to sweep some things under the rugs. So we've got, you know, depending on how things go with your family dynamic, I, and I do not think that this is uncommon, you know, I think it's very normal to talk about the triumphs, the accomplishments, the greatness of families and heritages and where they came from. 
But I do think, too, that we do have to talk about the dark times because they still happened for a reason. And understanding the root of them would then therefore help you understand not just your whole family, but maybe the dynamic of it and maybe understand yourself even more. So I know this part wasn't very triggering so far, but we're going to dive in a little bit deeper here and I'm going to share with you the monster that I have in my own family. And I only share it because I only share it because I want it to be known that one, I have so many people that love me and rally around me and support me. And they would never, ever, 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 ever think that it could be possible that in my own bloodline could be a very horrible, horrible monster. And when I say my bloodline, I don't mean like a great, 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 great grandfather. I mean my own sister. My very own sister. I remember the day that she was born. I remember, I was actually on vacation the day that she was born, but I remember getting the phone call (laughs) and my dad telling us, this is my mother's second marriage, my, she had called or maybe she didn't call that part. I don't know. Someone called and let my family know while we were on vacation that my sister Rachel had been born and she was the cutest little girl. She was so cute. She was my first baby doll. I laid on the floor and held her hand in her crib while she would go to sleep. You know, we, I looked after her for, for many years when she was very, very little. She, I'm sure she does not even remember because she was so small. And then family dynamics, whatnot, fast forward. She was a toddler whenever my brother and I <clears throat> went to go live with my dad full time. Okay. So, then fast forward years and years later, I've graduated high school and I, again, am back at my mom's with all of these, all of these little children. <laughs> it was more than just Rachel and Bobby at that point. And um, it was very much, very much a normal, fun- dysfunctional, kind of functioning family as we all are. <laughs> as we all are in today's society. Now, this was, you know, early 90s, late 90s, okay, when we've lived with Sister Rachel. Um, and as do siblings, right? If I'm the oldest of six. Anybody out there, if you've got a few siblings, shit, even if you've only got one, At some points in their life, they do some real freaking bizarre and boneheaded things. I'm on that list for my siblings. I've done some really fucked up weird shit. Have you guys gone back and listened to a few episodes? (laughs) The fact that my siblings do not judge me, I don't feel at all. And just love me openly. It's a beautiful relationship, I think, that we, you know, all have in that regard. Even despite all my nonsense, I'm sure they get a good laugh at me, but I've never felt judged by them. It just is what it is. Now we have this one sister, Rachel, 
that um, has definitely made some very, 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 very poor choices in life. And I'm not talking about like a poor choice here and there, but she's been kind of fucking up for a good, whew, maybe we're, we're going on two decades here pretty soon, at least a good 15 years. So <clears throat> we have not had any kind of contact or communication with Rachel in years and years. And I'm not going to go into too much detail because there's so much of this story that is not mine to tell. Not mine to tell at all. Um, in the sense of, you know, like I, I do believe I've maybe even have mentioned it on here, but my, my own mother has custody of some of her children. Some of her other children are living with their baby daddies or their families. There's, you know, she's had a whole litter of children. She had two in her custody recently during an event that transpired that I'll tell you about in a minute. But um, the point of that being is she very much was not any part of our circle or any part of our family anymore. So much so that my mother is raising her children. And honestly, I don't even know the last time that we've had any kind of interaction with her. My other sister probably has well before I, but for me, it's been several, 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 several years. And so much so that um, <clears throat> the man, and I use that term very loosely, he's a monster too, um, that she has been with for several years, <clears throat> really since they've been together is when the family really, you know, kind of separated ties because we did not agree with him or his lifestyle either. So with all that being said, my sister recently was in the news here in St. Louis on like on the five o'clock news. My sister is on the news for attempting to pick up a child, an 11-year-old girl child, to be specific, named Emily, to molest her. And there was uh, text messages back and forth between Rachel and this said girl, Emily, that they were, you know, in what she planned to do. And if, you know, they were discussing things. My sister actually, you can look it up. It's called Predatory Poachers. It's a TV show. <clears throat> and they were, quote unquote, Emily. And they were actually setting up my sister and Will. And, you know, they thought they were going to have a meeting at a location of a, to go pick up this child, which is why she had her other children with her. So the little 11-year-old would feel more comfortable. Ugh. So anyway, if you look it up, through the couple that got arrested in U City, um, it happened back in August because it's when we were on vacation in Florida is when it happened. And I have unfortunately watched the whole entire disgusting episode of the show. I very much thank Predatory Poachers. So much thank them for all the work that they're doing. Oh my gosh, it's wild. I didn't even know they existed. They're all over the United States doing these basically, you know, undercover works and then handing them over to the police. I mean, you know, they're, that, 
it, it usually happens in a very good type of kind of way. And a lot of these people are getting up, ending up getting arrested and there is some accountability so they can, you know, get out of society so we could maybe protect our children. Like, oh, it's disgusting. Okay. <clears throat> Back to my sister. So we're just going to fast forward through a bunch of this. She is arrested as well as her husband on the TV show. Um, and they go to court and they are now awaiting trial. Well, not only are they awaiting trial, but now it has been known that they are going to a grand jury because there is obviously enough evidence to put away these very sick, sick people. And I am trying to be mindful of my words here, but I definitely believe in fate and karma and I know the right people are finding them where they're at right now and making their life very miserable. And it's only just begun for them. I will be there at every court hearing. And actually my sister, I got, I had shirts made. I had shirts made that said, um, (laughs) RIP rot in prison. And on the back of it, it says court crew. And it's all in bright orange with barbed wire, black lettering. (laughs) Oh, and I have a whole set of them. So anyone that would like to come, (laughs) I'm just teasing, I'm teasing. But definitely my family that, that will be there those days just to let them know that we know everything. And it's everything that we thought and even worse than what we thought. And uh, the two children that um, my niece and nephew, good grief, that my sister had in her custody uh, are, I'm being told, in a very good foster family. And I think there might be some good steps in motion for them to be looked after and taken care of. So, I mean, you know, there, there can be some happy endings here that children's lives have been changed and saved, I would hope. Oh, I could go into some other really disgusting details about um, some really other horrific things that have happened to Will's children. And I'm just not going to because I just almost, in one way, I want to honor his children and give them hope and... All I can do is pray for all the children involved. And we have no idea how many there are, to be quite honest. So I say all that, again, to just put out there that it's okay if you too have a monster in in your family. It's okay if you have laughed and cried and hugged and loved and shared some really awesome memories with people who grow up to be monsters. It's also okay to know that they were and are still your sister, your grandparent, your aunt, your uncle, your parents, your siblings, your childhood best friend, you know, whoever it is and whatever it is. If you have someone that you do have 
maybe still do love that has really genuinely turned out to be a type of monster that maybe even you maybe suspected, but somehow it was brought to light in a, in whatever way. And it just confirms all the fears and thoughts that you once upon a time had had. I'm sorry. And I just give you a big, big hug and know that you're not alone. And you have to talk about them though. I do think there's, there's like power and knowledge there. All things happen for a reason. So, you know, I know in my immediate family that we've obviously discussed it and we're gonna, I would hope, continue to discuss it because it also opens up a door to discuss how easily with child grooming things can happen on the internet. It can open up the door for just talking about positive touch, negative touch. It is opening up the conversations that if an adult wants to hug you and you're not comfortable with that and that's okay you can say no it is a good conversation to talk about boundaries it's a good conversation to talk about mental health it's talking about the skeletons in the closet is not negative it's a way for us to learn to grow to hold space for one another so no one is dealing with it alone and feeling all the feels without being able to discuss them or process them like oh my gosh I know my family like our heads are spinning like are we surprised no but the stories that are coming out are just like uncanny like just something out of a movie like it is just wildly hard to wrap our head around it's just I and I know we're again we're not the only family dealing with that but no one talks about that so I invite you to talk about it even with the future generations I recently went on this awesome trip with my mom up north learned learned some really fun things and some things weren't fun and some things maybe I don't remember because I didn't want to but there is some really profound people in my history that killed themselves just lived these it seemed pretty awesome decently successful families and you know I did I'm sure there was many other dark stories that transpired. You know, one really was just because his wife was gone is the story. And he just loved her so much that what was the point of going on without her? And, you know, that is sad in itself. Another was, you know, a great, great, yeah, great, great grandma, maybe had shot herself and I don't know that I don't know if I ever knew that I thought she died of some disease or whatever because then I knew the father had remarried but anyway but to me that shows that like we have some mental health history in our family and have for many years and shit on both sides and as does everyone I'm sure 
But again, talking about it, opening up about it, making it not a taboo type of subject. And don't get me wrong. I mean, the years that go forward and we discuss Rachel in the story there, it's still going to be dark and disgusting. But maybe it will help tell a story. Maybe it'll help bring some awareness and we can save some children in the future by telling the story and definitely not normalizing it because there's nothing normal about abusing children, but normalizing that there's monsters out there in every family. And just because uncle, I don't want to say any name, but uncle weirdo in the corner creeps you out. It's okay. It's okay that he does. We don't know that he's technically done anything, but trust your gut instinct and know you don't have to go play in the back room with him because who knows what's going on. So normalize those types of things. That's what I mean. It, it, it talks about normalizing your gut instinct, trusting your gut and putting boundaries in motion. Most of the time when trauma happens, it is because boundaries are not there. So I think normalizing monsters and that every family has one and everyone has a story. And we, our family probably already does, just no one talks about them, right? Well, <clears throat> discuss them. That's my little story and message of the day. And I also invite you to still share the good memories. And it's okay to still have loved that monster once upon a time. Because I definitely did. I loved that little twerp. Her and my brother Bobby, I carried him around all the time on my hips when I was little. I think I was like 12. And... I think maybe that's why I had a hernia at the um, young age of, of 12. I think that's how old I was. I'd have to ask my mom. 11, 12, that seems about right. I wasn't a bodybuilder or anything, you all. So I don't know how else I would have torn, made, torn and made, had a hernia. I have no idea. But anyway, that's a story for another day. Anywho, so that's my message for today. I'm sorry it was a little dark ironically, my birthday is this week. So y'all know how I feel about the um, whole death and dark and rebirthing process. So sorry, y'all are getting a little taste of that. Also, fun fact, on Friday, Saturday is the full moon. It's a harvest moon. It's going to be beautiful and glorious. And it's a super moon. And it's my birthday. And it's in freaking Aries, which is always pretty intense. The planets are in a very interesting alignment as well right now. And my sun is coming around. So a lot of intense things over here going on. So not 100% sure that I'll be back next week. And that's why there's been a bit of a lull. But giving myself the space and time that I need. And I haven't had a lot of that with all the running around and the busy bee that I have been. I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for holding space with me. <clears throat> I already know I'm going to get some beautiful messages from this podcast, and I just thank you in advance. 
And also feel free, if you don't have anyone to talk to, maybe because of the monsters in your family, you're the estranged one. Maybe you decided to leave the cult of whatever, your own little family cult and whatever they think is going on. And if that's the case, well then welcome to mine. Because we are the land of the survivors and the misfits and the boundary makers. And you are here and welcome And I'm giving you the biggest, biggest hug and lighting you a candle. And I'm here to hold space with you. So slide into my messages. Find me on social media. I'm really only on Instagram, but there's the cutest old lady who I adore in Iowa. And I might have to join Facebook soon. So, and like really be on there maybe once a week or something. Ugh, the things I do for my elders. I tell you, I tell you. Oh my gosh. All right. I love you all. Have a beautiful, magical week. And just don't forget how powerful you are and where you came from and how, how much you have not just survived, but triumphed, 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 triumphed. Y'all are amazing. Keep shining. I love you. And we'll chat soon.